I've had a couple messages about my nerd t-shirts. So I have the microphone. If you're watching on YouTube, I have the microphone and the pop filter in front of me, uh, which covers up the logo on my t-shirt, which there's almost always a logo. Now, if it's a gray shirt with writing on it, it's probably just a Chunk beef Chest shirt. Uh, the reason is, when I was decided to make a Chunk Beef Chest Academy of Martial Arts t-shirt, I wanted to try a different company. So I tried three or four companies, so I ended up with like six shirts that are exactly the same, made by different companies by the end of it. And I chose the company I thought was best, and I used that company. Um, this is the Mega City One Justice Department, so it is actually the logo for the police department in Judge Dredd. And I have a couple of Judge Dredd t-shirts, so I figure the next couple weeks when I'm wearing a nerd t-shirt, I will point it out before uh, we, we we actually start the actual podcast. This week, we are doing Alien Caveman Ransom. Uh, we are on Chapter 15. It's Alien Caveman's Ransom, a sci-fi BBW alien faded mates romance, Caveman Aliens Book 1. Whew, that's a mouthful. And it, when we last left off, our heroine, Sophia, she'd been attacked by a dinosaur. And the dinosaur had it in her mouth and it was going to feed her to its young who were going to tear her apart. Jackson, our heroine's love, faded love romance. He came and he saved her. He killed that dinosaur. Uh, leaving the babies without a mother, but he's just like, ah, they're small, I'm just going to let them live. But I mean, if they have no mom to feed them because they're clearly in, still in the stage where they're going to be fed, they're all going to die too. So he should have just killed them to be merciful at that point. But I can't judge an alien culture because I don't understand it. So let us jump right into chapter 15, Sophia. Nothing about this surprises me. She was being carried away by a dinosaur. Oh, wait. And she shot into its mouth. I think she killed the dinosaur. And Jackson just came and, like, got her before the babies could get her. Yo, that's right. She expended all the bullets in her pistol that they had brought from Earth. Uh, they didn't know they were going to be. So someone was just carrying a gun. Yeah, I think she killed the dinosaur by shooting into its mouth, but she used all the bullets. Nothing about this surprises me. Of course I wake up safe in Jackson's lap after that dino tried to bite me in half. I'm conscious for a little while before I let him know it. Lying there in his lap is very relaxing and comforting. It's a super Japanese thing. Uh, there is a crane game in Japan where it was a pillow, but it was a pillow shaped like a small woman's knees so that you could lay on her lap. And I tried to win one, but it, I, those games are rigged. It's really hard to win. I'm naked. Whoa! Sorry. Lying here in his lap is very relaxing, comforting, and I feel that I need this right now. I'm naked, but that doesn't bother me. That feels right, too. She's been very accepting of being unconscious and waking up with sort of sexual things happening uh, and not being phased by it. So her first encounter with Jackson, she was unconscious because she fell like basically over a waterfall and he saved her. And then she woke up. He was like going down on her and she was like, oh, this is okay. And then she went, oh, wait, no, this is not supposed to be okay. But then she was still like down with it because he was really good at it. Now she's naked. She wakes up and she's like, whatever. She's, she's basically, I think this is a form of Stockholm syndrome uh, where he's the only thing that she considers 
capable of saving her, so she's creating that love in her head. I think this is more of a syndrome than actual love. But uh, I suppose I shouldn't judge too harshly. I'm thirsty, and I open my eyes very visibly. His red, glowing gaze has taken on a worried look that almost makes me laugh. Hi, I say, and he smiles. Then he reaches for his canteen and puts it into my lap. Because, of course, he knows exactly what I need. That doesn't surprise me. Jackson is so fucking thoughtful! The juice is delicious, even if it's pretty warm. I drink a good amount of it. Thank you, I sigh and lie back on his lap again. I wish my translator was on, but I can't reach my jeans. But I can reach my dirty old shirt. I pull it over my crotch so at least some of me is covered. I mean, at that point, what what does it matter? <laughs> We're in a small tent, and while it's still day outside, it's pretty dark in here. I can see the gun right beside me. Jackson's sword is close to him, and I feel the safety right here. I lie there and feel that my cuts have been treated and that my position is very comfortable. The tent is warm and I ache all over. Oh, he took her into like a little tent that had like healing smoke in it. The tent is warm and I ache all over. I close my eyes again. I haven't gotten the rest I need lately. Okay, so she just woke up. This is not smut. This is faded romance. Although I'm still not 100% sure what BBW stands for. (laughs) if you look at the top it says a sci-fi bbw alien i'm not really sure what bbw stands for and i've looked up i've found a couple versions i'm waiting for it to make itself apparent but it's not so far we are in chapter 15 this is nearly the midway of the book there has been no actual sex that's what i thought i thought it was big beautiful woman but they haven't implied any physicality to the characters yet so I have no reason to actually think that's true. So I was looking for a secondary BBW. It's a slow burn. I got it. Okay, so Jade, to catch you up, as I have caught up everyone sort of generally, the it's also book one of seven. So I'm torn between... I actually was in the office the other day talking to a coworker who enjoys this segment of the podcast for sure. Um... Should I continue with this series or find another, like, book one to, to actually do? Bulba spells me all the smut is probably in six. Uh, I, the reason I found this book was I read a free sample chapter, uh, online. There was no sex in that either. And it was like from book f- three or four. But it just, the captured alien taken to alien planet dropped with cavemen on the alien. A planet. It was interesting enough that I figured I would read this one and then decide. When I get to the end of this, we'll decide if we keep going is really what I'm saying. But we're about halfway through. The smut has been nominal. So basically there's been one sexual thing. So the girl, as I said at the beginning, you probably missed it. She fell off a waterfall. She was unconscious. The really muscular alien caveman saved her. She's the only first woman he's ever seen. Apparently part of his religious training is to how to go down on a woman. I really had a lot of questions about how they practiced that. I assumed it was bananas. Um, she wakes up with this dude going down on her. She's like, this is good. And then later her sort of brain kicks and goes, oh, maybe I shouldn't like this. Uh, but then she's like, yes, I kind of love him. So I... I don't believe this is love. I believe this is like a, a Stockholm syndrome. 
she has now connected her ability to survive with the, the Juxan, the alien. But so I have to continue. So uh, she's naked. She's been healed. We're moving on. So she slept. Uh, when I wake up again, it's dark. I feel much better, especially because I can smell something being grilled. Mm. I crawl. I crawl into the opening of the tent. So she's being reborn symbolically to carefully peer outside. It's dusk. The sky glows where the sun has just set. Jackson has lit a fire outside, and he's busy cooking what looks like a lot of skewers with both vegetables and meat on them. He's barbecuing. I mean, the guy takes care of her. He heals her. He barbecues. He is the perfect man. He also has a cat, sort of cat ears, kind of. He has like pointy ears. Immediately, my mouth fills with water. I pull on my pants and I put my shirt on loosely. Now, he has seen absolutely all of me, and I didn't seem, and it didn't seem to put him off. He's already seen you naked. He. he Okay, he's seen you naked previously. He's seen you naked again, and now you're like, he hasn't been put off. He has been clambering after you the whole time. This is a sentence that actually in this context doesn't make any sense. I'm still sore, but I feel like the first aid he gave me was very effective. I walk out to him and he smiles, and yeah, that grin could stop my heart. With all its fangs and whiteness, it's both terrifying and beautiful, like a charging tiger. (laughs) And the animalistic part of it that is pretty... Okay. And the animalistic part of that is a pretty effective turn on for me. So she's saying, she hasn't said it outright, but she's actually saying that human men have never been as sexy as this alien man. So he's human-esque. He has alien teeth. He has kind of uh, like, like she just said, uh, like just totally forgot the word fangs. He has like fangs. He has... Uh, big stripes across his chest like a tiger, and he's clearly jacked up on steroids. I switch on the translator. Good evening, Ayan. Thanks for saving me. Zopia in danger, he says. I need to come up with a name, uh, an accent for him. Uh, he's, a, he's a caveman, so I should just do a caveman voice. Zopia in danger, he says. And my knees almost give when I hear that deep basket. I can't get that deep. Zopia in danger. Zaxan <laughs> find. Here many. He claps his hand five times. Sometimes you... Oh. Is it five? Is the opening theme for Friends five? Da, 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 da. No, it's like four. Okay. The joke failed. I nod. I did shoot that thing right in the mouth. I'm afraid. Did it survive? He turns and skewers on the fire. A wreck on top of Sophia. Sophia a wreck very dead. Sophia almost dead. I go up on tiptoes and kiss him on the cheek. Thank you, Jackson. I can probably never repay what you have done for me. Ah, uh, this is late 90s, early 2000 porn talk right now. So maybe, Jade, you've come for the right episode because this might be one where they actually get down to it. And I'll get really uncomfortable actually reading the sexy bits. He just looks at me quizzically. Repay? Jackson, not vendor of trinkets. No, I mean, I stop and I smile and shrug. It's not important. They probably don't have much of an economy. That's actually an interesting point. That's something the author had to decide. I'm I'm very fascinated by the world building the author has and has not done because it's not explicit and it's just stuff you have to kind of suss out as you go along. So basically he's saying like, you have to give a physical thing for payment. Everything else is just considered uh, 
you know, done. Which is quite cool. It means you don't do people favors. You just do. I quite like Jackson, to be honest. I look around to make sure it's safe and then sit down by the fire. He notices Zopia important and safe, he says through the translator. Jackson place herbs on fire. will keep away big and smalls and tinies. The smoke does smell really good. Tinies are insects, right? And bigs are the dinosaurs and the smalls is everything in between. Okay. I, in high school, in a writing class, was given a project. And the project was to choose 50 words. And you could only use those 50 words for your story. And it ended up being the way Jackson is talking right now. So I had big and then, but I, what I did was I chose a bunch of descriptor terms and stuff and then I used not. So if it was small, it was not big uh, or it's, so you had big and not big was big and small. And then you could kind of cover everything that way. So I was trying to use negatives by just using not for everything and tried to tell a story, but it is not too far off the way Jackson talks. She maybe went through and did the same activity. Weirdly, that's one of the only lessons that stuck through me throughout all of high school. He shrugs. Zobia no longer at Boone. Walk alone in forest. Many bigs here. Yeah, I begin. I'm not really in the mood to talk business right now. It turns out we're not doing so well after all. I mean, we're doing fine so far, but we're wondering if you might help us. He examines the skewers and hands me one. I can't wait for it to cool down, so I gingerly bite off a piece of meat. It's tender and reminds me of pork. It seems to have been seasoned, too. I take another bite. This is delicious. Thanks. I feel a sting of guilty conscience. The girls in the tuna can must have eaten the daily ration of fruit hours ago, and now they're in the tuna can trying to keep their spirits up with stories and attempts at singing that tend to break down into helpless giggling. I'm sure they're talking about me, and I don't mind it. They expect me to return with help. I think they'll say nice things, mostly. I'll do my best, I mumble, as if to send them a message. Oh, so it was a mumble. I'll do it. I mumble, as if to send them a message. I think I've been pronouncing Jackson's name wrong. I've only heard him say it a couple times, but it sounds a little sharper and harder in his mouth with a softer, sensuous core somehow, much like the man himself. Jackson, I say, trying to imitate him. He looks at me, then juts his chin out like he's nodding. Jackson, warrior from the Rex V tribe, he says slowly and looks into the fire. Many battles and hunts often come to Holy Cave with water from Boone. Pray to ancestors for blessing of wars and hunts. Discover Zopia in water. He's just summarized the first part of the book. Where to go, buddy? He takes another bite off the grilled meat on a skewer. I assume his lack of grammar is a feature of the translator, so it probably makes me sound like that in his language, too. I hope he doesn't mind it. I clear my voice. Yeah, I'm from another planet, I point up, where the stars are coming out. We were abducted by aliens, small gray ones, to put us in what that thing you saw, the tuna can. I'm a linguist. Well, studying to be one. I suppose that's on hold now. <laughs> oh my god. I've enjoyed the story. I have not been a big fan of the dialogue so far, if I'm being really honest. The author has good ideas, good core concepts. Language, dialogue, something needs to be worked on. The translator does its job, but I don't know how much he understands. Does he even know what a planet is? He nods slowly in his alien way. I put my head back and look up. According to Delia, the constellations are pretty similar to the ones you can see from Earth, so this can't be that far away from Earth, astronomically speaking. But we're still t talking light years further than the human mind can comprehend or process at all. It's possible that one of the stars I can see right now is the sun. 
<sighs> There's also a good chance that I'll never know. The Rexvi tribe, huh? I say to take my mind off the fact that I'll probably never come home again. Is it a big tribe? Two hundred warriors, Jackson says. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be impressed or not. Two hundred warriors. How and how many others? Two hundred warriors, he repeats. Modest village, but respected. It is the only village with women now, even just with one. So, I mean, respected is about to go way up. Okay, I had hoped he would come from a large city. The more civilization, the better I'd like it, and the more the girls and I could contribute. But if his home is pretty much a Stone Age village, then I'm not sure if there will be if it will be a match made in heaven. Of course, it's possible that this is a big city and warriors are just rare there. But it would be pretty weird to say that the city you come from has 200 lawyers or 60 plumbers, as if that somehow would say it all. Ah, but I'm sorry to have to tell you this. Lawyers and plumbers are not half as important as warriors if you're in the Stone Age. Warriors are the end-all, be-all of the value of your city. I finish the grilled meat on the skewer with an unladylike greed, and Jackson hands me another one. Thanks. Will you take me to your village? He juts his chin out again. Jackson takes Sophia to village. Sophia, mother of Zren. I'm pretty sure I didn't catch all that. What's Zren? He sweeps his hand around. All is Zren. Home, life, terrain. Aha. This area is called Zen? He frowns. All is Zren. The world, this planet? He juts his chin out and smiles. Planet, Zren. So basically they just use Zren for their their planet name. Okay, this planet is called Zren and it has a mother. He looks at me with an enigmatic look on his alien face. Now Zren has mother. Yeah. I have no idea what he means, but I'm pretty sure it'll come clear to me in time. Sister... You are the only woman. You've actually already figured that out. You have to figure out what mother means pretty quick. Otherwise, you're going to be in for a very big shock. I notice that I can't see any stars, so it must be getting cloudy fast. I drink some of the juice. Jackson hands me another, a smaller pouch of the same type. I sniff it. Oh, my. You have a tequila? Because that's what it smells like. Some kind of booze, certainly. Zopia not drink much, Jackson warms. Make very crazy. A little makes us happy and relaxed. I sip a little and immediately start coughing. Yeah, that's pretty strong stuff. It's rougher fluid than tequila I've had before, so probably a higher alcohol content. Not that I mind too much right now. Oh, now she's just going to get drunk and do it with Jackson. My concern is how descriptive the sex is going to be. Because the descriptions have been pretty, pretty... Uh, Hard and fast, is that an appropriate thing to say? So far. Uh, we sit in silence for a little while, and it's not an uncomfortable silence. Jackson's calm demeanor grounds me and makes me feel like the first little glimmer of tiny optimism. It might work out after all. He has taken perfectly good care of me, and apart from that first alien wave saying hello, he's been a perfect gentleman. So she's talking about how she was unconscious, he went down on her. But again, his religious training had taught him how to go down on a lady, despite there being no ladies to practice on. It's an amazing piece of information I need explained to me so badly. Where did this come from and why did they do it? I get the idea of pleasing. It's conceptual. You've never seen a woman in your life. You go to church and they're like, this is how you please a woman that you've never seen in your life. Let's practice. And then he's really good at it, which is great, which means he's taking his study seriously. But at the same time, yeah, no, man, I just, I want to know, I, I need to go to the church and find out what they're talking about and what's going on there. That's the bit I'm most interested in, maybe, in this alien culture so far. 
preparing for an eventuality that is not readily apparent is what is what's blowing my mind because it's like preppers preparing for doomsday or the, the the nuclear war but in a totally different concept preparing for the day you meet a woman so that you can please her completely Anyways, back to the story. When I think of him eating... Oh, there you go. When I think of him eating me out so well, sparks shoot through my pussy. Okay, and this takes us back to my other point. I don't think this has been written by a woman. It has a a female pen name, but it's just the word choice. What do I know? It just... A couple of the words made me think it's written by a man. It was pitch a tent was the one that really made me go. I've never heard a woman say pitch a tent. Um, I've heard them say other stuff, but I've never heard them say. I've only heard guys say pitch a tent in my life. You are very generous to this hot garbage. Uh, what do you mean I'm generous to this hot garbage? This is this is this is you know someone's life work. <laughs> they wrote seven books of this stuff. <laughs> okay, when I think of him, uh, this okay. I'll do this phrase for you. When I think of him eating me out so well, sparks shoot through my pussy, and I have to acknowledge that I'm pretty horny where I'm sitting. (laughs) Fuck off. Something about this whole experience is pretty erotic. No! Nothing about this experience is erotic. You're trapped on an alien planet with, with, with cavemen, aliens, and dinosaurs. There's nothing erotic about what's going on. You should be so panicked all the time. You should not be horny at all. He's a strong and muscular warrior. The fire lights up his face in a flickering orange, and I can see that he's pretty big bulge in front. We have not seen his penis yet. It may have clamps. It's like I'm a woman on prehistoric Earth sitting at a campfire with my mate. It's a nice thought. And I guess the not tequila... She keeps using not, and it bugged me. I drank has removed my last reservations against anything intimate happening. I feel safe again, and that's because of him. So now I can let other emotions than just fear and hopelessness seep through and just even take over for a while. It's a primitive thing to feel, but it's a primitive planet. And just as I think that thought, a raindrop hits my hand. Juxan wraps some of the food he's grilled in leaves like before, and then he points to the little tent. Rain, tent will keep dry. I crawl back under the primitive fabric and lie down. It's a pretty small tent, and there's just about room for Jackson too. He places his stuff inside the opening and crawls in, fastening a little screen of fabric that will deflect the rain without needing to close the flaps. It's a light rain that drums on the fabric, and I'm intensely aware of the large warrior now lying right beside me. His scent is male and fresh, and I can feel how his large body heats up the air in this tight space. I want to cling to him, but the not tequila wasn't so strong that I can do that right away. What? But the not tequila wasn't so strong that I can do that right away. It's your choice. I mean, your morals from Earth are now completely out the window. You can do whatever you want. No one can judge you. The thing I'm thinking, though, more than anything else is diseases. (laughs) Alien caveman diseases. Like, we don't know. I guess, again, he he hasn't had sex with a woman because there have been no women. How at risk would he be for STDs? If people are going around messing with animals, that is, okay, I'm not going to get into that. Let's just keep going. Instead, I touched the stripes on his chest. So she's touched them before and they were like bumpy and hard. 
Um, were you born with these? He frowns and answers, not born, come with maturity. The translator chirps. Now I'm able to ignore the weird way it talks and just enjoy his voice. Boys don't have. Only men. I trace the stripes with my finger. His skin is smooth and the stripes have a little more texture. Some kind of camouflage? He shrugs. Show that warrior is accomplished. Show wisdom. Protect. I let my finger follow the stripes down where they dive into his kilt. Ooh, he's Scottish. His stomach is flat and hard and my breath catches in my throat. At the thought of what might find if I let my fingers continue down, I think I can see his bulge twitching. Oh my God, it's another alien creature. Maybe he's thinking the same thing. I don't have any stripes, I say, and unbutton my shirt, surprising myself. At the back of my mind, I'm thinking that this is being scandalously forward. But on the other hand, there's no one here who can see it. Only Jaksan, and he's seen all of me already. Oh, who the hell am I kidding? I really want him now. He looks at me, but hesitates. I take his big hand and place it on my shoulder. See? No stripes. No one from my planet has them. Only certain animals what you would call mm, smalls. He strokes my arm with a knuckle on one finger. Smooth, he says. Pretty. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no, I'm not enjoying this. It's a simple thing to say, and from anyone else, it would prob- I would probably dismiss it, but he's so serious that I know he means it. It makes me blush a little. Thank you. You're very handsome, too. And he is. Not in the classical human way. Ooh, ooh, what's this, David Cross reading fanfic? You doing the sexy talk like an evil scientist is peaking. I, okay, there was one chapter back where there were multiple women talking, and I was trying to do different voices, and I couldn't keep a single voice for a single character. So basically, I just do whatever voice I feel in the moment, and it is always evil scientists. Okay. I'm going to keep going. we got the sex scene coming up. I'm pretty sure. Tuss, you have come at totally the wrong moment if you don't want to hear an evil scientist talk about sex. Thank you. You're very handsome, too. And he is. Not in the classical human way, but in a characterful way that is obviously alienness. Okay. But in a characterful way that his obvious alienness only amplifies and makes it that much sexier. I can feel another tingle down below, and I want to speed this up. It's been a good while since I've had sex, and even longer since I've had good sex. Oh, Jesus. We've just gotten a look into her sex life. I feel my finger wander half an inch under the edge of his kilt. You know, you... Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the voice. You know, you've seen me, Nate. Now, now it's something else. You fucked me up. You know, you've seen me naked, but I've not seen you. That's a little unfair. <laughs> redneck you know you've seen me naked but i ain't seen you i think that's a little unfair this is another okay let me actually go back to seriousness for a second you know you've seen me naked but i've not seen you i think that's a little unfair that seems like a man that is the kind of logic a man uses to try to get to see a naked woman I've never had a, like if I had taken off all my clothes, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm naked. You should be naked too. I could see that dude doing that. This is again, makes me think this is written by a guy, not a woman. I don't know why, but I like all these little things dropping out there. Like it's little hints. And it's, it's bugging me. I don't know why. Anyways, I give him a coy little smile. He juts his chin out. Unfair. Zopia should also observe Jackson unclothed. 
He's very serious. I let my hand wander to where the fly would be on pants, and I find what has to be a tied-up drawstring. Usually do two chapters. This has been 30 minutes, though, so i got to check how big the next chapter is. Just like we got to check out how big Jackson is, if you know what I'm saying. Woo-hoo! All right. He's very serious. I let my hand wander to where the fly would be on pants, and I find what has to be a tied-up drawstring. I look him in the face and check if it's okay, and then I pull one in. I check if it's okay. The dude went down on you while you were unconscious. It's fine. The knot opens easily. My mouth is dry, and the tingles are coming pretty intensely now. Jackson slides the bra strap off my shoulders, and then I quickly open the back strap. It falls off me, and I toss it away. Then I concentrate on him again and let my hand slide down his flat stomach into his kilt, and then I grasp, then I gasp as I encounter something hard and warm, like she's surprised it's there. Yeah, he's very ready. I slide my hand down along the shaft. Oh, yes, that's an alien manhood. No doubt about it. It has ridges and grooves and little bulges that could absolutely stimulate me pretty darn well. So it's a sex toy. Uh, she's, she's made the alien member a sex toy, which, of course, he's perfect. And it's thick, of course. More tingles sparkle through my pussy as I realize just how good this thing could feel inside me. <laughs> We're on chapter 16. One, two, three, four. Okay, it's it's short. We're just going to read the sex scene and then I'm going to finish. That makes sense. I can't leave you guys, you know, desperate for more s- alien sex. I actually do want to find out. I know it's just going to be awesome. I could have probably summarized this whole chapter. Chapter 16, the sex was awesome. All right, but let's see. This is now the the... What we the the book is designed for? This is the alien sex. <laughs> no, no, I always work to completion. I will not give up on you, and you will not give up on Jackson's manly, rippling, weird manhood that's alien. For all we know, he jizzes acid. Oh, imagine that's the end of the suck scene. The suck scene. The sex scene. He jizzes in her and starts eating her away from the inside and she dies. Then so chapter 17 is just just a descriptive description of her like horrendous, horrendous death. And it's like 50 pages long. That's the rest of the book is just her being eaten from the inside out. Okay. Well, the thing is, we have to get through chapter 16, the sex scene, so we can get on to the actual... <laughs> I bet she doesn't actually perform oral on... We should do bets. Ah, Will she perform oral on him? I don't think so. I think they're just going to get to it. Okay. I think they're going to kiss, and he's going to go down on Because this is all focused on the woman, and Jackson's the perfect man, so I think he's going to focus on her completely. And that's the way it's been written so far. As in fucking sucks. Uh, I would not have paid. I don't know. I paid 100 yen for this. So I paid money. It's a free book if you're in America. It's 100 yen if you're in Japan. All right, I'm going to do it because it's, it's short. Not like Jackson, who is long. Ha <laughs> ha! Jackson cups one of my breasts. I should do it really analytically. Jackson cups one of my breasts in a large, warm, calloused hand very gently. Woman, he whispers with reverence. That's right. <laughs> Fuck off. She's like, correct. 
I reply with a voice that's throaty without even trying. I can't remember being this turned on before. This Jurassic alien does something to me that makes me want to just give myself to him. How many times has he saved my life now? I've lost count. Well, it's three. Uh, which turned out pretty great, of course. Oh, wait. I've lost count, and he completely... De- he's- And he's completely decent, except for the first greeting, which turned out pretty great, of course. I stroke his shaft with my hand, and he jerks and exclaims something, but I don't think he dislikes it. Very pleasant, chirps the translator. That is not sexy talk. Yeah, I don't think we'll need that right now, so I switch it off and unsnap the fly from my jeans in the same movement, then yank them down over my hips. He's seen all of me anyway, but I still I feel the thrill undressing for him. His eyes are so big, and his cock twitches so hard that to my touch that his cock twitches so hard at my touch that he's probably feeling a thrill seeing it too. I'm taking charge, and that's fine. He's probably not dealt with an Earth girl like this before. There have been no women on this planet. He has not dealt with any woman before. And it will be my pleasure to show him what we're like. I see no reason to wait. So I discard my panties too. And then he gets to the point and almost rips his kilt off. I kind of like that he's wearing a kilt. I don't know. His manhood springs into view and slaps against his flat abdomen. Or, or, oh, that last one didn't work. I slapped my mouth. I can't help grabbing it and greedily in both hands and feeling the hardness and throbbing and the interesting features. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen sex toys a lot like this online and I may not own one. And I may or may not own one. So she's got a sex toy like his dick. So this is actually like uh, premonitory. Jackson places his hand behind my neck and kisses me, first gently like he's testing it out and then more aggressively. And also please note, he's probably never brushed his teeth in his life. Okay, I think to myself... Earth girl or not, he's done this before. I respond, ooh, if he's done it before and there's no women on the planet, he's been kissing men, which I assume you're okay with, but... Or, you know, they've just said there's no... Huh. Oh, whatever. I respond to his kisses, and I just can't take my hands off his sensational cock. I need to be serious. I'll need to be seriously wet to take him in me. I check with one finger. Um, yes, that is not a problem. And now I want it. I want to get fucked. (laughs) I place my hand on his chest to let him know that I want him to sit back. The tent is low, but I think it might just work. Then I place myself on him, carefully straddling his lap. It's been a while for me. And while his shape is alluring, I want to be in control here at the start. He lets me, despite his primitive caveman slash warrior aura. Okay, whatever. I place him at my entrance and lower myself, feeling how he splits my lips apart. And here's how my pussy makes a slithering noise. What, like a, like, goodness, I must be dripping. At my narrowest point, I pause and then Jackson places his hands under my butt to support my weight. This is very clinical. I come down another inch and feel the pop as he slips inside me. I moan in delight, and my pussy has to stretch a little to accommodate his size. But at the same time, the ridges all along his shaft stimulate me right inside. And what could have been a little bit of pain is just a slight little burn that mixes with the pleasure and somehow heightens it. A burn, again, makes me worried about alien diseases, reminding me that my body is giving in to the intruder. Don't call him an intruder. And then I'm being fucked by a man, a pretty amazing man. When he's all the way inside me, there's still a good couple of inches left of cock. My eyes widen and he notices, then lifts me gently and takes the load off my thighs. I draw my breath sharply as uh, the strength of this man. How is it even possible? And he doesn't seem to be exerting himself at all. He's a warrior alien on steroids. I mean, he's going to be able to pick you up. 
I look deep into his red eyes and throw my arms around his neck and pull him close to me as I impale myself on his cock once more. He supports me and lifts me, and any other thought I had about being in control here was just an illusion. That suits me fine. I wouldn't want to be in charge here anymore, not with his alien cock to get to know. He's set up a calm, slow rhythm with the strokes, and despite his length, he knows exactly how far to lower me without touch totally bottoming out in me. There's a wet squelch with each thrust, accompanied by the moans and whimpers. I just can't keep down. He's tall, and even if I'm straddling his lap, my breast sliding along his hairy, striped, and muscular chest that stimulates the nipples so much that each sent a little spark of delight south with each thrust. And something is teasing my clit. Something. It might be another alien. <laughs> no, no, it's not putting you off sex. This is beautiful. It's only going to take like two minutes because that's, you know, neither of them have done it before in a long time. And something is teasing my clit. Uh, I don't know how it's possible, but it's even gently stimulating in a way that I realize is going to send me over the threshold to a climax pretty soon. At the same time, his ridges and valleys and pulsating hardness are creating so many wild and delirious sensations deep inside that I just might come from that alone too. Oh yes, he's definitely pulsating inside me far beyond what a normal cock can do. Huh. I'm, I I don't know. I'm okay. So uh, maybe two minutes, but reading the one feels like hours. We're almost finished. I actually want to get to the end too. I actually want to get more to the adventure part. And then I can't hold back anymore. You're crazy. I gasp as I wrap. Okay. I have to gasp. You're crazy. As I rapidly climb and curve into a hard orgasm and zoom past the point of no return. I've never. And then I just wail in delight. Woohoo. As this flood waves of uh, as a flood wave of bliss washes through me and turns my whole pelvis into a red hot center of sex, and he increases the speed to where I can't tell the thrust apart, and it just turns into one incredible sensation of hotness and wetness and hardness and pleasure. I ride him fast and hard, and he controls it perfectly, bearing my whole weight when his strong hands. And right when I feel the wave subside a little, I can feel his movement becoming erratic, and he grunts and he shoots his own hot seed inside me. That feeling makes me laugh in mindless bliss <laughs> ah, and i take another orbit of intense climax climax i ride out the aftershocks and put my face in his neck while he slows down and lets me come to my senses again <laughs> that i'm sitting there still straddling him and even with his soft stiff cock inside me i still don't want to move ever and he says something in kind, caring tone. He says something in a kind, caring tone, but it's alien, so I don't understand. And then he lifts me, turns me, and lays me down on his side with my back to him and his cock still inside. And I'm happy about that because I really like him being there. This is crazy. Oh, I pant. I pant. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I pant. And I'm not sure if I mean what we just did. I'm not sure if I mean what we just did or the whole situation on an alien planet, probably I mean all of it. I don't actually understand what that means. He puts a strong, warm arm around me and I suddenly feel how sleepy I am. And that is the end of chapter 16. The actual final first, no, first sex scene of Alien Caveman's Ransom. So now I assume they are bonded for life. Thank fuck. I actually struggled through that. I so I I have a, I'm torn. 
It's because I have this thing where I want it to be the first time I read it. Why is this the podcast you catch? Yeah, it is interesting. You've missed a lot of this Alien Caveman story. I don't know if you've been catching up, but this is the one you come in. It's the only sex scene so far, chapter 16. We've had 15 chapters where there's been no actual sex scene. I actually assume by the end of the book, there's only going to be one or two more. I can't actually see there being a lot. Because uh, you wouldn't wait 16 chapters if you were going to like have sex every two or three chapters. Like, it's not going to happen that much. For her. And she's been dealing with primarily practical issues the whole time, which I've, again, which has kind of been enjoyable. It's the sex has been looming over me. I'm kind of happy it's finished. But I have this thing where I'm like, I want this to be the first time I've read it as well. But at the same time, I think I could put more, you know, creativity or maybe voices or something into it if I read it in advance. So I'm a little torn between that. But we have to make predictions. So they're going to wake up uh, slightly embarrassed, warming embra- warm, loving embrace. So they're now kind of bonded. She's going to be like, let's go get my girls. Let's take my girls to your village. So it's a question of do they go to the village first and find out there are women or do they go get the girls and take all the women to the village? My actual prediction is they go get the girls because she's worried about their safety and take all the women to the village. A different village finds out there's women. That's where the kidnapping comes in and the alien caveman ransom. We haven't seen any ransoms yet, but we haven't had any third character who would be doing any kidnapping and be an antagonist yet either. And the dinosaurs aren't going to kidnap anyone and ransom anybody. They would just kidnap you and eat you. So I, I think... Next month, oh, next month is August. Oh, we'll get there. Next month, his semen mutates women into globby flesh piles. I actually, again, she was not thinking about this. She was overwhelmed with the, 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 the intense sexuality of Jackson. She is not taking into account that she does not know what the alien semen is, what it could do. I mean, they're really cautious about eating food and stuff, but then she's just going to like take this dude's, like she's just going to take it and be like, this will be fine. I, I did an old Velocipodcast episode about like the biggest fear of having sex with aliens and the biggest problems you could have because like there's all these alien, like I went and found like the way bugs have sex and the way some animals have sex and like, you know, uh, cat penises and stuff. She didn't check any of that beforehand. This could be like one of those things where the dog expands so that the woman, the, the female dog can't get away for 20 minutes. And you have to sit there and you're like bound for X amount of time or, or like a cat penis where it has like spikes and spines that come out of it. She didn't check any of that before she actually got down in there. Very risky. Uh, this would be more of a warning than a sex scene is think about your sexual partner if they're an alien before you have sex with them. And that's going to be maybe the final note of today's Chunk of Beef Chest C-McB podcast is if you're going to have sex with an alien, you got you to gotta check first. Huh? If you're going to have sex with an alien, you need to know what they do pre, during, and post, and you have to know that that's safe. So I want you to have safe sex with your alien mate. Don't do a Captain Kirk and just bang everything that comes in front of you. Uh, He might eat her now. For all we know, that's the next bit. Show me what you're rocking. I don't know if that's for me or the book. In the book, yeah, that could be the theme. Show me what you're rocking before we actually rock the the Kasbah. <laughs> I I'm lost. The sex scene is overwhelming, and I don't know how to end. So I'm just going to end. But please, if you're going to have sex with an alien, please be safe about it.
hey, I am a dad and I do care about anyone who watches this podcast. If you're going to have sex with an alien, safe sex. Uh, but in this case, safe sex isn't just like wrap it up and do it. Safe sex is make sure it's not acidic. <laughs> 